Hey, Harmony, what do you have there? Well, it looks like a Frisbee. I've never seen anything like it, and it doesn't look like a Frisbee. It's round, flat, has grooves, a hole in the middle, and it has a sticker that says Elvis Double Trouble on it, and a bunch of songs listed. Who's Elvis? The only way to really prove that it's a Frisbee is to throw it. Mom's going to be really mad. Not only is her precious vase shattered, but the Elvis is totally destroyed. Harmony, I think I know what that Elvis thing was. I remember Dad talking about vinyl and records. Flat objects that when placed on machines that spun around with a needle, it actually played music. Isn't that weird? Also, that some of these objects are worth a lot of money. Do you think that Elvis thing was worth a lot of money? Let me Google this. Here we go. Let's call Vinyl Record Dude. He looks like some sort of flat object superhero. It says that he specializes in these things called records. He buys and sells them and has hundreds of thousands in stock and is always on the hunt for the ultimate collection. He's our guy. Go to www.vinylrecorddude.com. What was that again? www.vinylrecorddude.com. Thanks, Vinyl Record Dude. We may not be in double trouble after all. Thanks, Vinyl Record Dude. Hi, this is Jaden Scoville, host of Today's Healthy Kids. And this is our Future is Missing Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for 18-year-old Esmit and 15-year-old Domingo Sanchez-Gonzalez, both Hispanic. They went missing from their hometown of Lewisburg, North Carolina, August 8, 2008. Esmit is 5 foot tall, weighing 140 pounds, black hair and brown eyes. Domingo is 4 foot 4 inches tall and weighing 130 pounds. This appears to be a family abduction and may be in the company of their father and may have traveled to Mexico. Domingo has a scar on his left knee. If you know of Esme or Domingo's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Esme and Domingo, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. You will see Esme's picture progressed to 18 years and Domingo's picture age progressed to 14 years. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids. Real Talk Radio. Do you sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to the Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids channel. Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the rest of the Paper Hope Street Team are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome to the program on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Erica, and I'm sick today. (laughs) So I'm sorry if I'm a little hard to understand, or I sound congested or something. But I'm going to do this anyways. So welcome to the show. This is um, Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids Network. And today we are talking about... A couple of different things in the realm of what does it mean to be a woman? Well, I know what it means for one of our show hosts, Yvonne. She just turned 18. Happy birthday! 
Just had to put so, that out there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, today we want to talk about a couple different things, and that's going to be what does it mean to be a woman? How do you define yourself as a woman? And how do we mentor other women to have their own definitions of themselves as women, especially when we're talking about young women and this definition because it's really easy to stray. Yeah. Um, and it's really easy to forget who you are or, like, your definition, if we're going to go along those terms, when you have to face turmoil and hardship and all the different things that life in is inevitably going to throw at you. So, Yvonne, throwing okay. the question at you. What does okay. it mean to be a woman? Um, to be a woman, it's it's not just about being being a woman physically like obviously we're women we can see that it's not about the appearance <laughs> like it's about more being about, female <laughs> yeah it's more about the untangible things about you like it's about being a friend a daughter a mother a wife nurturer a foundation smart loving the cornerstone the cornerstone of the community industrious strong and just more like untangible words that you just kind of have to define like what the what's the word i'm looking for like the Provisions of who you are, I guess, yeah. right. morally. No, that's true. I mean, all of those things you've said are just amazing. And I think women shortcut themselves all the time because they've never articulated the definition. I mean, in, in, in any given day, I mean, how busy are you guys? <sighs> it's kind of ridiculous, mm, ridiculously right? Ridiculously yeah. busy. It's ridiculous. And, and women, as we get older, you know, we add more on our plate and more on our plate. We become mothers. We become career. Mm. We, we become wives and partners. I mean, it, it's just ridiculous how crazy our lives get and we forget all of the things that Yvonne has just said yeah what does it mean to be a woman it means a lot of things and we have to stop and give credit to all of the wonderful things that women are yeah like when we were in planning this morning Tamara approached us with this question and we were like well <laughs> uh <laughs> it's like you would think it's an easy question to answer especially what it means to be a woman but we had to, like, kind of think back and be yeah. like, okay, it's more than, like, physically being a woman or, like, bearing children or, like, the other characteristics that are make us physically women. It's, like, being, sorry, um, those roles, like, being, um, you know, a sister, a mother, a friend, um, a partner even, about, like, women, when you think about mothers and all those roles, the female figures, they're nurturing and they're kind and selfless and generous. Strong and caring, and smart. Yes, strong Pillars in the and community. Women hold the stuff together. Mm -hmm. I mean, look who's running the household most of the time. It's the woman. If I can quote Beyonce, girls run the world. <laughs> It is so I love true. That song. <laughs> so much. I mean, what does she say? Mm -hmm. We're strong enough to bear the children and then get back to business. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah, I've never heard that. It's truth. What? <laughs> okay. I can like bust out and dance right now. <laughs> Don't make me. <laughs> Don't make me do it either. <laughs> you didn't see it. Didn't she teach Oprah? Or no, she did it for Oprah. Yeah. She Sorry, did guys, it for tangent. Oprah. I don't yeah. When she had okay, her... Okay, digression. Yes. I will pin it to our Facebook Girls page. <laughs> Girls do run the world. Another side story of that. <laughs> Awkward. Or the Lifetime show, The Week the Women Went Out. Oh. Or the Wind Went Out. Oh, the this is such went. an amazing show. This is on Lifetime, and it's called The Week the Women Went. And if you want to see this, what we're talking about, kind of depicted in... Uh, you know, a television series. Is uh, it like an experiment? It is. Say? It's a social experiment. And 
If you haven't heard of it, essentially what they've done is the producers have gone into this small town in the Midwest and they've dismissed the women from the businesses, from the government, from their homes, and they've sent them to a hiatus to go essentially on a vacation. And they've left the men to run the town and to be the parents. Let's just stop and At think about that. At the same time. Let's just think about At that for a minute. At the same time. They have to go to the grocery store with all of the kids by themselves. And like, it's true. That's like a horror story. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what's happening is, I mean, the show has so much heart. I mean, that's why I just want to encourage you to go find it online. It's Lifetime. Go find it online and just watch a couple episodes because it's showing a lot of things. And the thing that really has st- stuck with me is some of the men have said, I cannot believe that I have allowed my wife to go to the grocery store with our three children. I had just assumed that it was easy now that I've done it myself several times because the women are gone for a long period of time, not just overnight. This is like a week or more. Um, Now that I've done it myself several times, I cannot believe that I've allowed her to do this on her own. I've totally taken her for granted. I will never do that again. Yeah. So this show is like really illustrating what we're trying to define women as. It's illustrating these roles and like really putting it out there by showing the absence of these roles when they're not there. It's powerful. Yeah. Girls Beautiful. are strong. Not to say we <laughs> don't want our men. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not to say that's not what we're saying. It's not man bashing, but it's just <laughs> to really, I want women to really understand the value that you bring to the community and the value you bring to your families. I think that sometimes we shortcut ourselves and are a little modest and yeah. humble in that. And that's the point of the show. Mm-hmm. There's more to the woman than the appearance. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. The show is Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Yvonne Allen, and today our topic is what does it mean to be a woman and to define your to define yourself. So I want to ask you guys. So knowing who you are as women, why is that so important? Um, to me, it's it's like if you don't know who you are, and like with the topic of the show, if you don't define yourself, whether you're doing it like consciously defining yourself or you do it subconsciously in your head every day when you wake up or when you're faced with challenges if you don't know who you are and like what your core is then it's too easy to get lost and like you start to let other people define you and I feel like it gets way too easy to stray away from things like your goals and your morals and the motivations that are you like at your foundation yes to me it's Every building has to have a foundation to grow strong. If it's on the sand, I don't know what that quote is. I've heard it. Well, you can't you can't build a house on sand. It will crumble eventually. Exactly. The sand will blow away and the house will fall apart. Exactly. So if you don't have your foundation, you can't be stable. And if you have your foundation, I believe your definition should become your your foundation because no, I have like I wrote down like, okay, imagine you're standing in the middle of an uncivilized ground. There's nothing around you, no buildings, nothing, and it's just you. If a storm or wind comes, you're going to get taken away with it. But if you have walls around you and a foundation underneath you and above you, you're not going to get touched by it. It's going to go around you. Yes. And so building your walls and your definitions become your walls and your house around you. It'll keep you from It's protecting you. It's your structure. Heart. By defining yourself, you can protect yourself yeah. from other things coming in other and influences. changing you mm-hmm. and hurting you and things like that. Mm-hmm. Not to say you shouldn't stay vulnerable. Yeah. But this is a way... Like we talked about earlier, you know, life comes in at you pretty fast. There are a lot of things that can cause pain and cause damage and things like that. It's important to know who you are so that when those trouble times come, you can always revert 
back to your definition. To and don't let it be too late before you do define yourself. You don't want to have the, the bad event happen before you have to realize, oh, why didn't I define myself? Because then you wouldn't have had to go through all the turmoil of the negativity. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so we kind of want to give you guys an example of defining yourself. And Tamara has a really good example that she made up um, with our friend Sally, is it? Yeah, yeah. Sally, Sally Smith. My buddy Sally Smith. So Sally Smith, for example, is just like an ordinary girl. She's just like us when we were like you guys. You're in college. So mm-hmm. Sally Smith is a college student, and she's her definition is going to be very simply put: I am Sally Smith. I am a college student. I am working very hard on my degree. That is a very simply put definition, definition of yeah. who she is as a person and as a woman. You go, girl. Right, go, Sally. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't. It doesn't have to be that complicated. It mm-hmm. really doesn't. It can be that simple. So, cool. what other definitions do you guys have? Definitions that, like for ourselves, or yeah. like for other things. I don't know. I was kind of thinking about it this at planning, and it was like kind of lingering on my brain. I guess I could kind of make one up, like not make one up, but for me, I guess I'm Yvonne Allen. I'm a college student. I'm a lover, and I'm a disciple of Christ. So it's perfect that's kind of everything that makes me who I am. It's Yvonne in a nutshell. In a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> it's Yvonne in a nutshell. What about you, Erica? Um, it's really hard for me. I would say that I, like, when I define myself, I could, I think, like, okay, I'm a college student. I'm a sister. I'm a daughter. And, like, I really enjoy, d- like, defining myself as those things. But I also really like going back to traits that I'm really proud of that make me who I am, which is, being selfless and giving and caring and being loving and I sharing love those. joy with everyone. That's yeah. Erica in a nutshell. <laughs> that is Erica in a nutshell. <laughs> Trust me, I could probably fit in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> Let's take a break. I'm Yvonne Allen. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Cranking out opinions. Fresh opinions right here on Voice America Kids. If a rash develops while listening, do not discontinue use. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. to the program on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Erica, and you're listening to Paper Hope Street Team. Today we're talking about um, <laughs> what does it mean to be a woman and um, defining yourself as a woman and as it's 
well, to recap, it's more than just being female. So we kind of, um, if you guys are just joining us, we kind of went over what it is to be a woman and then why it is important to define yourself, your own unique definition of you. And then we kind of defined ourselves. Yeah, and then we kind of gave it a shot. So Tamara's going to break it down for you really quick on exactly how you go about it because it's a lot harder than it seems. It's so much harder than it seems, and I think the younger you are, the more intimidating and difficult it can appear to be. I, I think back to when I was a young woman and growing up, my definition was unspoken, and I think a lot of times that happens for young women because we don't know how to really articulate our definition. And for me specifically, I grew up with a definition that was unspoken and much of one that was damaged. So I didn't really like myself. I thought kind of low of myself in a lot of ways. Um, and that was largely until I found out that I was pregnant with Rio. And in that moment, I thought to myself, well, I better get this right. I, I better figure out who I am as a woman because I'm about to bring another life into the world. And this is probably one of the most important tasks that I'm going to be tasked with in my life. So I challenged myself for a long time to dig really deep inside myself and find out what I believed in and what I stood for as a woman so that I could translate these things to my daughter and make sure that she knew who I was as a person. Not that she would necessarily follow in my footsteps, but I wanted to make sure at least I had a clear vision of who I was as a person. So that being said, how you can start defining yourself is like what I just said. I want you guys to to not sit with your friends necessarily or sit with your mom or your mentor. It's going to be really important that you go kind of inside yourself a little bit quietly, like maybe alone with a pad of paper and sit down and, and really list out the things that you like about yourself. Like what are the things about yourself that you admire? And I recognize that this might be a difficult task for some women because I even know women in you know my age bracket that can't do this. So I recognize that this might be a lot to ask. So if that's too much to ask, start with things that are very tangible, mm -hmm. like some of the things that Erica has been talking about, like I am a sister, mm -hmm. I am a daughter, I am in the fifth grade, I am a college student. I think it's very important to just kind of start listing those things down because these are part of your definition and they're part of your articulated definition. Mm -hmm. And that's where you get started. It's kind of what we did a little bit. Yeah, so, and then we kind of went a little deeper, and the, I kind of skipped ahead to that, is when we say there are, like, key intangibles, like, super intangibles, like, not just being a sister or mother, like, something you can illustrate. There are things you can't really illustrate in that way by, like, being surrounded by these yeah. people. It's, like, the things you put outwards, like, and express as yourself, like, being caring or giving or things like that. And um, something that I wanted to point out when we're talking about, you know, defining yourself by other people is um, how – we talked about this a little bit um, – but how you can build off of your role models' definitions mm -hmm. of themselves. Um, I was talking to Tamara when we were exploring this at first, and I said that when I think about defining myself, I think of the, the women in my life that I really want to be like, and there are traits that I pull from each of them that I really strive to exemplify m in mm -hmm. my own ways, which is like um, I have a family friend who's really, really generous no matter what her situation is. She's always willing to help someone else, to give, to make someone else happy. And that is something I really admire. So I really strive to be that way. And whenever I'm feeling like a little down in the dumps and underappreciated, I go to her. Or with Tamara, 
like the way that she is always trying to reach out to other people and really like very selfless. I strive to be like her in that way and doing the show every week and stuff helps me <laughs> keep me sane in that way. <laughs> so kind of you find your definition through other people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Things you want to emulate. Role models. Role models. Yeah. Perfect. My mentors. Mm-hmm. So, cool. so yeah. So you can define yourself in like tangible ways yeah. and then in the ways of like the simplistic ways like I'm a college student, I'm a daughter, I am, I am, I am, I am. And then if you can really like isolate yourself for a time and really get deep down to you know your morals and your goals and all those things you can really define your core and that's what we're trying to ultimately get you guys to achieve i'd say wear it proudly oh definitely don't just hide it don't just say it like you said something a few months ago about making a chart, your year chart that you look yep. at every day. Yep. Put it on a wall or something just so you can see. Yep. Like, I encourage yeah. them people Maybe to write you, it down. Blog it. readers, if you guys have goal boards, um, I know Rio brought this back up to my attention a couple of weeks ago because she redid hers. Yeah, she she redid it, um, and I really like it. And maybe this is something you guys could put on your goal board or something. It is you part of your day. definition for sure. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. And I want to illustrate what happens when you don't have a solid definition. Like, let's go back to our example person, Sally Smith, our college student. Let's say, for instance, Sally falls in love while she's in college. It happens. You know, you're in college and you fall in love. And and let's say that this little love relationship that Sally has goes awry and Sally now has a broken heart. Her definition has moved from, I'm Sally Smith, I'm a college student. This is her undefined definition, mind you. I'm now Sally Smith, brokenhearted. Sally's not going to class. Maybe she's engaging in risky behavior. Um, Her grades are starting to fall. This could happen if you don't have a solid definition. I'm sure Erica can attest to seeing this. You might have seen it in high school even. Yeah. Um, Very plausible, practical example. So put Sally back in that situation, but she's got an articulated definition of who she is. She's Sally Smith. I am a college student. I am working hard on my degree. And a broken heart occurs. She's still Sally Smith working on her degree. She's got a broken heart. But she still has sight of her goal. Yep. And she's not going to lose that. And that's the best thing about having these definitions is that it's not so easy to get pulled off the path. And when you do get pulled off the path, it's not so far and it's not so hard to come back. She won't fall as hard. And another thing is when you grow, your definition of yourself is going to change. Like, that's totally okay. Like... When we talk about redefining ourselves, some like especially in high school, I can attest to this. People look at you, and if someone's like, I want to change, I want to redefine myself, you know, look at me as a different person, don't judge me for my past, whatever you're trying to put out there, a lot of times, especially girls, um, yep. as mean as they can be, um, it's like a negative thing. They People look at it like, negatively. They don't want you to succeed. I mean, that's fake. You're changing all these things, and oh, it's negative. That. But oh my gosh, guys, it's so good. People change. People it do happens. change, and people grow. I mean, I think that's kind of the missing link here: is mm-hmm. that when you're changing like that, you're growing. And I don't know. I, I think that when girls get mean like that, that that's just a sign that maybe you shouldn't be hanging around them. <laughs> yeah. So you know, there are big changes. They're things that can totally redefine your life and redefine yourself, and they can come fast or slow, and then there's, like, small changes. Yep. I mean, people change on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. It goes, we were talking in planning, and Tamara was saying, you know, I'm not the same person I was when I was young. I'm not the same person I was last year. I'm not the same person I was two months ago. You're not going to have the same 
definition, you're not going to be the same you. you yeah. Grow. Like, if we do Lindsay, for example, you know, yep. I'm a fifth grader. I'm a good friend. If uh, that's yeah, I, I love the, I love this definition. So a lot of people, when I was asking people about this show topic, they were like, well, Tamara, how is it that a fifth grader can grasp this concept? And and OK, so maybe they're not going to fully grasp this concept to the level that maybe someone who's 40 might grasp it. But I think it's still important to engage in the dialogue because a fifth grader can understand that she is a fifth grader. She is working hard towards good grades and she is a good friend. Mm-hmm. How this comes into play is because around the time fifth and sixth grade rolls around, girls start to get really mean. Oh, and yeah. that's when these, it's unacceptable. These unacceptable experiences start to happen. And so, so our little fifth grader is going to say to herself, I am a fifth grader, I get good grades, I am a good friend. Potentially, she's not going to engage in some of the rumor spreading, gossip starting, because she's gone back to that definition that I'm a good friend, and being a good friend doesn't mean that you engage in that kind of behavior. So she's not going to lose sight. That's like like we said, this is the goal of having a definition for yourself. She's not going to lose sight of the things that she holds like to be valuable to herself to define herself with which is being a good friend in the sense of not spreading rumors not picking on other kids and that ultimately will make her a better person and i think will save her from a lot of like horrible heartache yeah Yeah. and you won't get lost in the tides of a lot of that swell you know that happens it's like I don't know, a tsunami that comes over kids sometimes when they start to get into that rumor spreading. And, and now you guys have all the social media that kickstarts oh, yeah. it into orbit. Oh, gosh. You know, if you have that definition to come back to and be like, you know, your hands are on the keyboard, but you're like, you know what? I'm a good friend. Take your hands off the keyboard. I'm not engaging in that behavior. You're always going to go back to that definition and not do that. You're not going to engage in the bad behavior. Definitely. So let's take a break. I'm Yvonne Allen. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life, we'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. America Kids Network. You're listening to Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Erica and today we're talking about what does it mean to be a woman and how do you define yourself as a woman? 
Um, and then, with our tie-in with Paper Hope, how do we mentor other w mentor other women to have their own definitions for themselves? This is especially important to our young women out there. Um, but you know, no matter your age, it's always, always, always key to have a definition. And I'm betting that even if you have never come upon this concept before, I know it's tangible in other media and stuff. Other people have touched on this kind of subject. But even if you don't actively like define yourself in like writing it down on paper, I bet you guys, if you think, you define yourself like naturally in your head. Or You're always doing it, whether it's negative or positive. Mm -hmm. You've got a, an internal dialogue that's continually feeding yourself. Mm -hmm. The scary thing to me is when that internal dialogue is negative. Yeah. yeah. And we're talking about um, as you grow, your definition is going to change. I mean, sometimes this is the curse of some people is, I mean, you're not going to have the same definition you do in the eighth grade as you do when you're a 40-year-old mother. You shouldn't. Maybe some, like, some parts, some have that parts of it. Like being yeah. a good friend, like if you were the six-year senior good friend. Yeah, or if you take pride in being open-minded or free-spirited. Yeah. Right. That's, That's going to carry through. You're yeah. not going to be a middle schooler like you can say, or I'm not going to be a college student forever. Right. Yeah. No, your definition will change when you graduate, yeah. and you'll be Yvonne Allen. I am a college well, graduate. graduate. Yeah. That and kicks butt. It's important <laughs> to remember that when you grow, your definition changes because you take on more responsibility. Yeah. You have college, or you have a house, a car, a child, uh, a marriage, a relationship, whatever you have. You're responsible for more and more things, like we were saying. So... You know, as it cha as you change and as you grow, it's inevitable you're going to face these negative things. Yep. And these negative things, whether it's, you know, someone else trying to define you, like we said, it's someone the else event. putting it on. Or just some... The event. I mean, yeah. I can speak to, like, when we talk about this openly on the show, my mother is a lung cancer survivor. She was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. I forget how many years ago because she's four years in remission but when the diagnosis first came down my definition went in the toilet yeah i suddenly became tamra wade daughter of mother who's dying this was my definition and i wear that for a long or i wore that for a very long time mm -hmm. i know wrong wrong english and um it was terribly disturbing to me because i'm not that person and i had to have a long talk with myself and fix it so that I could come back away from that and say, no, I am not that person. I am Tamara Wade. I am the daughter of a mother who is fighting and winning her battle oh, with, with cancer. cancer. So these natives will naturally find their way into your definition sometimes, and they'll try and get in there. And we want you guys to remember that you always have the ultimate choice in yeah. what, you, what definitions you will lay on yourself or which you don't let do that. Um, you don't have to let negativity define you. And that's the best part mm -hmm. of these definitions is that, I mean, there are some people out there and, like, it's it's not your fault. Some people just can't look at themselves in a positive light. It's very hard. I it, mean, I, I want to say this is a very difficult concept. So if we're, if we're talking about just seems like completely impossible, um, take a deep breath. It's not impossible. It is it is a difficult one, I think, to some people. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've I've seen this recently in the last couple of weeks as we've been discussing this. It's but but think about it for a while and let it kind of sink in and lay on you for a while. I, I really want to encourage people, women, to to try and find their own definition. If you can only find one thing about yourself that you want to hold tight to when the storm comes, one one positive thing. That's all it takes. I am a good friend. I am a good mother. I am a good daughter. Keep it. 
own it. Yeah. It belongs to you. It'll and grow. It's, it's really easy to also have a hard time defining yourself in positive ways when people don't approve or Ugh. of your definition yeah. or <laughs> when it clashes with someone else's. So, so what do you do when others disapprove of your definition? Slap them. <laughs> I love this question. I love your answer, Yvonne. <laughs> Get violent. Oh, this is such a loaded question oh and I love it. So I love it. Our How simple answer for this is natural selection. Yeah. That is the simple answer. So they're when someone to be in your life, like Yes, it is natural selection and they're not supposed to be in your life. Now, this, of course, the caveat to this, of course, is as long as your definition that you're putting out there in the world is a positive one. Mm -hmm. Now, if your definition is I'm Tamara Wade and I'm a drug addict, um, I would expect my family and my friends to intervene, yeah, intervene. and help disapprove change and of disapprove that. of my definition. Yes. So just want a caveat. positive, like, yeah. If yeah, it's a positive one. This, this goes with all types of relationships in your life. I mean, it's like friendships, relationships with your family, relationships with your significant other your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever. Um, and, like, sometimes it's not that people are disapproving. This is another, like, key point to this, is that sometimes it's just your definition doesn't go with someone else's definition, and that's something you really have to realize as sometimes it's the root of the problems in your relationship. Right. You can't force yourself to be, you know, in connection with another person mm -hmm. you can't change who you are to make that person want to be yeah. with you well, don't get it to the extreme either like take it into the, the context like if you're dating someone they're like oh i want to get married in a church and you're like i want to get married outside sorry and like leave it's not that great of context it's more moral like yeah yes because yeah. so, right. we're talking about when not we're compromise. talking about defining yourself we're talking about you know your morals your goals yeah. the things you hold to be true to your core and that you're going to be able to say that no matter what you know you are these things you whatever have to they change are for that other person i have a good example and i as a you know an older woman i can speak to the the decimation that this can cause in a relationship and and one of these arguments is women who want to have children versus not wanting yeah. to have children i've had some friends in my life that have gone into relationships defining themselves as I don't want to have children in order to be with a certain partner. Later on in life, that definition either changes or the real truth bubbles up to the top. That ends up breaking up the marriage. The, yeah. I mean, these are like really core definitions that you have to have intact for yourself before <coughs> you move into these relationships. And I think another thing that comes up with that is that sometimes people's definitions change. And if someone felt really strongly about, you know, maybe, for example, I don't really want to have kids at one point in their life, and then, you know, 20 years later, their definition is totally different. I think it's really important as their partner or their friend or their family member to, you know, help them and support them in their changes. I agree. Because it's a positive change. And as long as it's a positive change, you should always be receptive of it. And it's really hard when it creates It a can clash. create. It can create, and you can lose friends. Oh, yeah. You can lose marriages. I mean, like... And that's getting kind of deep, but you, I mean, it can, it's getting kind of deep. But the whole, that's, it's so good to have a definition because it can ultimately, I think the goal of it is it can help prevent you from having these problems. Yeah. It can help, you can help yourself avoid them. You don't, yep. you don't need to suffer through like turmoil and heartache and things yeah. like that. Just the simplest little distractions just because you're losing sight of who you are. It's way too easy. And I mean, stuff happens all the time. Like, <laughs> even as 
a 19 year old, I can attest to it. Like every day. Oh my goodness. Right. Every day, (laughs) all day. So what about this example I have for you guys between like a mother and a daughter and this one, we're going to say again for like our Sally Smith definition. So this is a different Sally Smith. This is Sally Jones. Let's say (laughs) Sally Jones has an unarticulated definition where she's not speaking it, but she, she just has this as an, you can see it on her. My name is Sally Jones and I am unhappy. I have no friends. I dress provocatively to gain the attention to validate that I am worthy of love. This is a definition that is one that should be disapproved of. Because it's so negative. Um, When you're mentoring these people in your life, maybe a mother to a daughter or vice versa, you you always want to... No one support the good parts of the definition. Definitely. You really so maybe she deserves to be loved is something yes. that you would pull out of that as a positive. So you can help her build off that, and you should say, okay, help her examine the negatives and replace them with positives. So even if those changes replacing them mm-hmm. are things that are going to be immediately affected or something that are going to take some time. things that will take yeah. a lot of time because a lot of things do. Um, you want to always support and motivate and do all of that for them to help show them that yes, you should always have a positive definition. But then at the same time, don't be put don't put your definition on them what you want them to be because obviously mothers have have an outlook on their daughters or their other kids that they want a good life and a good future and they have all these plans for them. But your kid might have a different plan for himself, might have a different definition of who he wants to be, and they're not going to match all the time and just go in there with an open mind that he's going to, he or she will have a different definition than the one that you plan on giving them. So I think the greatest gift that mothers can give to their daughters is the gift of independent thinking. And that, that goes as far as to say, even when that belief doesn't align with our own beliefs, mm-hmm. I think it's really important that to stand by that. Definitely. We'll touch on this here in a moment, but for now, let's take a break. I'm Yvonne Allen. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. It's almost showtime. Tune into Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that, and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team.
Welcome back to the program on the Voice America Kids Network. You're listening to Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Erica, and today we're talking about what it is to be a woman in the sense of how do you define yourself individually as a woman or a female or these key traits that make us women um, and mothers and daughters and sisters and friends and all that stuff. Um, and we were just talking about on the topic of mothers and daughters how um, when, especially when mothers are trying to help their daughters define themselves, how it can be kind of hard. It can be really hard because <laughs> I think, like Yvonne was saying, that moms can have this preconceived notion that what they say goes. And, yeah. and maybe that's true when your daughter is two. <laughs> you can kind of dictate what goes on in their life up to a certain age. But as they reach into this grade level of like fifth grade through the rest of their life, they have a very strong opinion about who yeah. they are and what they are, mm-hmm. whether it's articulated or not. And I just want to offer this to moms and we say it all the time it comes from the teens it comes from me it comes from the heart because I also have a teenage daughter and I'm going through a lot of this myself that you know a lot of this work that you're going to be doing with them you're going to have to take some deep breaths Mm -hmm. like pauses you may even have to walk outside (laughs) you may have to go to your room (laughs) and not go to your room the mom may have to go to her room and, you know, sit and just be still for a while. Because if your daughter's definition is one that does not cause her any harm, she's allowed to have it. She's yeah. allowed to have it. I mean, and we as mothers have to be okay with that because they're growing into their own people. They're growing into their being young women. Yeah. So yeah. I just want to put it out there that, you know, it is hard as mom. Like, like Yvonne said, you want the best for your daughter. You want her to grow and, and be happy. But we also, as parents, have to separate our version of happiness doesn't always align with the version of our daughters. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And pressure to change doesn't always, I'm sure a lot of the time, it doesn't come in the form of just a mother to a daughter. It comes in the form of... Um, a, f- a girl by her girlfriends or a girl yep. by her boyfriend or yeah. a girl by, you know, um, the bigger influences. Yeah, bigger influences in their lives. It comes from all angles. And so we kind of, um, we kind of wanted to touch on like, there's a lot of instances where I'm sure Yvonne, me, Tamara, we can all say that we've felt pressured to change. Um, and I don't know if there's any that you want to speak to specifically. Um, yeah, I can talk about it. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> it doesn't affect me anymore. I don't know. I'm good with talking about the past. She um, replaced it with positives, guys. Yeah. Ha. Ah, I follow directions. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was probably in, oh, eighth grade, seventh grade, somewhere around there. I don't know. But I, I was a bigger, fluffy person. And I never really <laughs> thought about it. Like, because, you know, it's just it's just who I am. Like, my mom had something about it, like, saying like oh you know you should not eat so much junk food or be more active but she's never she never would have told me you need to change your weight like she doesn't care because she, obviously she knows she loved me for me but her um the guy that we were living with uh would always make mean jokes like oh how many months pregnant are you or just like all oh, these no. like terrible yeah, not things okay. and would force me like literally force me to ride the treadmill on like a certain a degree for at least an hour before I was allowed to go to bed. Like, I wasn't allowed to sleep until I ran on the treadmill for an hour, hoping that I would lose weight. And it did scar me, and it caused a lot of problems more down the way because I took that negativity because I never thought about my, 
my body image. I never cared about my body image until someone pointed it out to me mm-hmm. and put this negative definition in me. And I let and I accepted it. And it really it something that stuck with me for a few years before I finally was like able to move past move it. past it and write my new definition mm-hmm. in a positive manner. So and some it sometimes it does take years. It can take a, lot a lifetime. More than just, yeah, it can take a lifetime in some people. I mean. And Something I also want to point out with the, like the whole pressure to change things is that I feel like if I, when I'm thinking about it, I have been guilty of pressuring someone to change. And I'm sure if you like do some real deep digging and oh, fess up. I have too. I'll fess up. <laughs> I have as well. I'm not the All only guilty us, one. Think, oh, I'm so. so guilty. My own daughters can wrap me out. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've uh, pressured people to change, and for me, this came in the form of. Someone I cared about a lot, uh, one of my significant others, um, a couple years back, and I've known them for a really long time. And um, he personally didn't have, you know, a great background to come from, and so I could see that there was a lot of negativity that clouded his life and his perception of himself. And I really hated that because he's a really great person. So I feel like the whole problem with me trying, this is really bad way to say it because I really didn't do it this way, but in me trying to make him see himself in a positive light, you can look at that as me trying to quote unquote fix him. And I'm not doing it, I didn't do it in a way that was like unhealthy or negative or anything like that, but you have to realize sometimes that you can't make someone replace the negatives with positives. Oh, and yeah. like Yvonne said, it takes a long time sometimes to replace even like little things, like yeah. one little oh. part of your definition can take years to absolutely make better as you're talking about it i'm like realizing like i've done this to like one person in particular too. <laughs> <laughs> we're all guilty ah. yeah so we also want to point out you know when you're trying to motivate someone to change it's not you can't get frustrated with them when they don't and that was my whole problem is i got so frustrated well you cared with my about effort. him yeah with it's my efforts not giving me results yeah. you know um so the best you like the best you can do is just support them and care about them and nurture them you know if you maybe if you're a mother or a figure like that you have to mentor them and you can't expect someone to change just because of your efforts it's something that comes from within ultimately and the best way to motivate someone's change is to lead by example yeah yep lead by example and be the safety net mm-hmm. i mean that's it all comes with the love like that you yep. have for the person like i can see you obviously cared for that person it wasn't like you were trying to fix them mm-hmm. for like your benefit but you wanted to see them happy and you yeah. wanted exactly. to see them the motivation the yeah. good so intentions are there it just didn't. It, right it just kind of flopped out the wrong way and yeah also if you're that other person on the other end don't take it as oh, they, they don't think you're the right person. They just want what's best for you, and they want you to define yourself in the best positive way. So like we, we always tell you guys, be role models, whether you're a fifth grader like Lindsay or you're a mommy like Tamara. Um, and what we want you guys to do this week, I, I, this is my little personal caveat. I'm like, I'm in love with this topic <laughs> and this blog post. So I'm not crazy, guys, but if you, I was like, if you read one this month, if you have time to read only one, read this one because... And it's at paperhope.com. Yep. You can find it on the blog, which is Read all of them. I like. Yeah, of course. Read all of them. I'm like, this one especially. (laughs) Thanks. So this, like this week, uh, we want you guys to ask all of the women in your life, whether it's, you know, your daughter, your younger sister, your older sister. Your grandmother. grandmother. I want you to find out. This is your homework. I want you to find out what your grandmother's definition is. 
-hmm. what she defines herself as a woman. And then, like Eric is saying, all the women in your life, all the women you love, go and ask them because you're going to be pleasantly surprised by all the beautiful answers that you get. Mm -hmm. Put it into play. Keep it going. Don't give up on it. Don't let some storm break your walls down so ask them all how do you define yourself do they have working definitions have they like maybe if your grandmother has she come upon this concept Mm -hmm. in her life because it takes a long time to really get down to the core it can take your whole entire lifetime as a woman to get deep down and really define yourself after Mm -hmm. all of your time (laughs) and all of your experience um and maybe they need to you need to help that person in your life build one and that's how you can mentor all of your lovely ladies in your life Definitely. So excited about so this. And, and let us know how you're doing, too. Like, come to our Facebook page. Leave us a little note. Leave a note on the blog. The girls are out there. I'm out there. Twitter. Twitter. I'm always on Twitter now. I figured out how to work it. Kind of. <laughs> We're at Twitter at Paper Hope Blog. And the teens are on Paper Hope Teen. And uh, you can find me, I think, on Twitter, Tamara Wade. I don't know how you find me, but I'm out there. And then we're on the blog is paperhope.com. And then we're on Facebook, uh, Facebook backslash paperhope. And a quick summary. We just want to recap on defining yourself. Um, Start small. You know, what defines you as a woman? Like we said, it's more than just your physicality that makes you female. I'm doing motions here, guys. <laughs> it's more than just that. It's being, um, you know, a mother, a daughter, a sister, a friend. And then even further than that, it's those qualities that make you womanly or feminine or, you know, whatever it may be. It's about being nurturing and kind and smart and, and strong. strong and industrious and selfless and generous and caring and all those wonderful things that make us I wonderful. thought of a rhyme as you were talking about that. <laughs> I like, rap I it like out. taglines, all right? Wrap it out. Um, not like a rap, but like a, <laughs> like a rhyming sentence. Uh, it's not about what you wear. It's about how you care. Ah, oh, I love I'm it. I'm so good with that. <laughs> I should be a poet. <laughs> you really are. Aw, <laughs> thanks. All right. Produced by Kidstar, I'm Yvonne Allen. This is the Paper Hope Street team on Voice America Kids. Everyone have a great week. We'll be back next week. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. Remember Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We continue to cry for help, and all you can do is laugh? Love it. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Hey, thanks for listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. And we hope to see you again next Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bye for now.